and welcome to Fine Wine, where I talk about media and whether or not it has aged like fine wine. I'm the disembodied voice standing in the corner of your room, sending reverberations to your eardrum. And there are new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, Today I will be discussing the 1976 horror movie, in heavy quotations, Burnt Offerings. Um, It stars Karen Black, Oliver Reed, Lee H. Montgomery, and Miss Betty Davis. Now, I'll be honest here. Main reason I watched this is because of Betty Davis. Um, No other reason. I saw that she was in a horror movie and I was like, that's, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. Um, This movie had a budget of like two million bucks. Only made back one and a half million. Um, Not as big of a flop as some other films I know of, such as Sheena, 1984, where it lost 20 million in the box office. But still, this is a unsuccessful film. Surprisingly, though, the some people like it, which, hmm, I don't know, questionable taste. It's not for me, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here to share my opinion on it. Um, so first off, we have a family of three and the aunt of the, one of the parents. Um, Miss Betty Davis plays the older aunt. Um, so also, so this family, they're driving to this, um, mansion that they're renting for the summer. Like they're already packed for all their with all their stuff, um, and they're all in the car. They go to this mansion. They've never seen it before. Like even though this is nineteen in the nineteen seventies, you would have at least like done a little bit of research. You think like so that you know what the building looks like. You know who you're dealing with, like who you're renting it from. But no, this family. They're just like, we'll just, we'll just, um, go to this place that we never know, that we've never seen before, that we've never interacted with the people who owned it. They might be crazy, but, you know, and surprise, that's what happens. Um, so this family shows up to the house and they're like, hi, um, we want to like talk about this, mm, this house. Um, so... Um, the mom and the dad, Ben and Marion, um, they are inside talking to the sibling owners of the house while their son, um, Davey, goes out to play around in the big property because it's like, um, it's like pretty big, I guess. I mean, it's supposed to be some, um, supposed to be like an old neoclassical house so like 1800s so but it's like pretty run down it looks pretty run down when they first get there and like all of the grass and stuff is overgrown and the gazebo that's outside is like decrepit um but they're like yeah just go play outside davy um while we talk about um 
the house in here. So the older siblings that own the house, Arnold and Rosalind Allardyce, or Allardyce, Allardyce, pronounce it however you want. They probably wouldn't care, but they are saying, um, they're discussing the price for the rent and they're like, hey y'all, um, how about 900, 900 bucks for rent? And the dad, Mr. Ben, he's like, what the hell? That's way too expensive. 900, 900 bucks a month. But then the, the siblings are like, oh no, dude, not 900 a month. 900 for the whole summer, babe. Um, and then the parents, they're like, that's a little bit suspicious. That's like way too good of a deal. What's the catch? Um, so the sister, she's like, ah, oh, well, you just have to, um, not, you just have to leave food for our elderly mother who's 80 years old because she's going to be staying in this house with y'all. But don't worry, she never leaves her room. And the only rule is leave her food and don't go into her room. And the the husband's like, oh my God, Marion, we can't let this deal pass us up. It's way too good. 900 for the whole summer and that's all we have to do. Marion, she's sort of like, mm, that's a little suspicious, but she gets convinced to stay there for the summer. And she's like, okay, fine. Um, the brother and sister pair, they sort of have like a little bicker and the brother is the less like, he's the less responsible one, I guess. Um, and when he's talking, Miss Rosalind, the sister, she's like, as you can see, he's full of beans today. There's no, I'm not going to give context about that because I can't remember it, <laughs> but the Miss Rosalind, she's low-key a queen. Um, so she peeks her head out the window and she's like, oh, it's been so long since we've had a child on this property. She's just watching him like galloping around in the yard. And then he starts climbing the gazebo that's falling apart. And he grabs onto a raw, onto like a loose wooden panel and falls off and like scrapes his knee and he starts crying and screaming. And the parents are like, hey, is anything wrong, Rosalind? You've been like staring out there for a little bit. And Rosalind like, Rosalind's like, oh yeah, everything is like totally fine. Yeah. Um, and she just watched like a kid fall and she's laughing about it. And then the kid comes inside crying like, I fell. And the parents are like, oh, um, like, excuse me, this is America. This is happening in America. That's, um, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> but so now they have like the rental all set out. So they go, the family goes to pick up Miss Betty Davis playing the aunt, Aunt Elizabeth. Um, and she's the cynical smoker type. Like, um, she's not playing like an evil bitch, but she's like, Hmm. I would say she's the best character in this film. No, she is for sure the best character in this film. No doubt about it. And at this point in the film, it's like um, 15, 20 minutes in, 
And I'm like, oh my god, that kid, since he was like climbing on the decrepit gazebo and like didn't think to himself, hmm, this thing's looking like it's falling apart, maybe I shouldn't climb it. Um, I was like in my head, oh, this kid's definitely, he's definitely going to go into the old elderly mother's room and like curse them all. Like I was like, that's so gonna happen. Um, will that come true though? That's yet to be seen or yet to be heard right now. Um, so the family is in the car and Miss Thing smoke, Miss Betty Davis, she's smoking in the car with the child, like as you do. Um, but they get to the house again and they were like opening the door and stuff getting in, moving in for the summer. And once they get settled in, Marion, she goes to the greenhouse that's attached to the, like, attached to the kitchen or dining room. Um, and she just looks at all the plants, and, like, all the plants in there are D-E-D dead. They are deceased, they are dry, they are crumbling. Um, so she's like, oh my god, I need to, like, take care of these, because... Clearly nobody has. So she's going to bring out her green thumb and stick it up her ass and make all the plants grow again. So that's her plan. And so now she's like going around the house doing chores and stuff. Because, you know, what else do you do as a wife aside from do chores, I guess? Um, Marion's not very girl boss, I don't think. She's the opposite of a girl boss. Um, And meanwhile, her husband, Ben, he's just like, what is he doing? He's, like, not doing anything to help. He's, like, he's supposed to be a writer, so... And they only had, like, um... They had, like, a teeny budget for the summer, so obviously they're not that well off. Um, but he's, like, not working. <laughs> um, so Marion's off doing, like, all this housework, and she decides to herself, I am going to go and drop off this meal for the mother because they have to drop off a meal in front of the room um, three times a day. So she goes to do that and she drops off breakfast. Um, And while she's doing this, um, her husband finally decides, okay, I'm going to clean out the pool because the house that they're staying at has a pool, but it's empty and muddy and gross. It's like at the bottom, you know, like how if you have a pool and you don't take care of it, like an abandoned pool, it's an abandoned pool. So it's like nasty, nasty. Um, So he and the son are cleaning it out and they like fall in the mud and like start playing around. Um, Like, okay, work, I guess. Have fun, it's summer, I guess. Um, Meanwhile, Miss Elizabeth, Miss Betty Davis, she is like, I'm just going to go take a nap because I'm old and it's my life. So she's girl bossing. The aunt is the girl boss of the film. She is going to take a nap. She takes as many naps in this film as she wants. Like, I think every film, every scene that she's in, she's either about to take a nap or has just gotten up from a nap. Like, I would love that, to be honest. I would love that. She's a queen. Um, 
So I think that the biggest catch of this, of this like nine hundred for the whole nine hundred bucks for the whole summer, the biggest downside of that is you don't have any air conditioning. Like this house is not um, retrofitted with the newest technology, so y'all are just going to be boiling in this house that's built for the winter. So it's like super well insulated and like. Ugh, I can't imagine that. Well, no, I could, because I've lived on, like, the the sixth floor of some buildings, and it, it gets unbearably hot when you don't have a fan or access to AC. AC, godsend. Love AC. Um, ACDC? Never heard about. Never heard their music. Anyway, that's besides the point. There's no AC in the building. They have... And the house is not really connected to an electrical grid. They have to use gas appliances most of the time. So the house is connected to the gas lines. So when once the dad and the son are finally get the pool all cleaned up, they start getting it refilled. So they take out a gas pump to fill it with water. Um... And the dad is, like, struggling to get the pump started. And the son's just like, oh, my God, step aside, nerd. Let the real guy, let the real man deal with it. So this 12-year-old son, he gets the gas, the gas um, generator started and running. And the dad's just sort of like, oh, well, what am I? Chopped liver, I guess. Yes, you are, dude. You so are. Um, so, Miss Aunt, she's still just, like, doing her own thing. But Miss Marion, when she's picking up the food that she left earlier in the morning on the third floor, she looks at the food, and the food has not been touched. It hasn't been moved from where it was. It hasn't been picked out or anything. It's the exact same way that she left it. So she's like, that sort of sauce. But she doesn't do anything about it. She's like, oh, I'll just do what they said. So she takes the plate and she continues like doing chores around the house. This time she goes to the, I think it's like a greeting room that is right outside of the mom's room. Um, so she starts like cleaning the pictures um and by cleaning the pictures I really mean she just picks up the pictures and snoops on them she looks at like all the pictures that they have on the third floor that she probably shouldn't look at because they're personal but she's like wow these are some weird photos and I mean granted they are they are sort of creepy most of them are black and white and it's like ma'am this isn't this ain't your house um, like, okay. I, I was sort of just, like, the only, like, thing that's off about them is that they're just super old. Like, otherwise, they're just normal photos and normal, and normal picture frames. Like, come on, lady. But she is, like, entranced by them. And then she picks up a music box. And she opens the music box. And it plays. And she's just, like, this sense 
this makes her like super entranced even more so than the photos and she is like just so out of it so the aunt she's still taking a nap but the father and the son they have finally finished filling up the pool so they are like oh my god let's play in the pool so the son is like hey mom come into the pool with us but the mom is like, no, I'm busy right now. Um, what she's really doing is just snooping on this family's beeswax by looking at all their photos and going through all their shit. Like, okay. Um, so the dad and the son are like playing in the pool now. But now the dad is um, trying to drown the kid. Huh? Like... He straight up goes full on batshit on the kid and just starts like trying to drown him. Like out of the blue, for some reason he just gets super angry and swims over to his own son and starts strangling him and trying to drown him. Like, sir? Huh? So finally, the mom who's on the third floor hears through the window um, that her son is screaming and yelling, Daddy, stop. Um, And so she is like, oh my God, I need to get out of here and get to the pool. So she runs downstairs and she's like, bro, what the hell is happening? Um, And the dad, she has to like conk him on the head. So he finally snaps out of it. And he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. And the wife is just clearly not worried enough. But she's then she's like, um, I don't want to stay here. Let's like leave. Because obviously it's the place that you're staying at's fault that your husband tried to drown your child. But I mean, like, I sort of get it. Yeah, not really great vibes to have. Um... I would also want to get out of there, but mostly for the fact that it's summer and y'all don't have any fans anywhere in the house. Um, so now it's nighttime and the dad is like remorseful that he tried to drown his son as he should be. Like at least there's a little bit of, um, empathy there, but, um, it's still like, that's mega sus. And then also, while the dad and the son go inside, because, you know, leave your child again with um, his dad who just tried to drown him, the Miss Marion, she sees the pool renew itself. And not, like, recycle the water, but, like, all the tiles that were all nasty and cracked and old before... Um, and the umbrella, which was all tattered and broken, all of that shit suddenly becomes brand new. Like it becomes, um, I don't know. What does it become? It becomes like sparkling and like clean. Um, so obviously mega sus. Um, my theory was that the house is feeding off bad vibes and murder. Um, And yeah, so now it is um, 
dinner time and Miss Betty, she is like, bro, what the hell's happening? Why did you try to draw on your son? Um, why do y'all still want to stay here? It's giving me the heebie-jeebies. But everybody else is like, no, no, it's all cool, Miss Betty. We want to stay here. And she's like, okay, I'm too old for this shit. I'm just gonna do whatever. So they have dinner and then they go to bed. Um, and the next day, the mom is once again in the, like, welcome room to the elderly, the, to the house owner's mother's room. Marion's just there and she is, um, entranced again. And Miss Betty, Miss Elizabeth, she is a painter and a painter paints. Oh, that didn't work. A dancer dances and a dancer dance. And I'm, uh, uh, God, I'm a dancer and a dancer dances. God, Elizabeth is a painter and a painter paints. Um, but she goes upstairs because she's like, I must get like a great view from the third floor of the surrounding area. So she like goes up the stairs with her um, canvas and paintbrushes. But then she like sees that the door to the to the mother's room is like open. She's like, um, we're not supposed to do that. And then she hears Marion talking to herself. Um, again, that is mega sus. And um, Miss Elizabeth, she's just like, I'm not dealing with this shit. And she just goes back down the stairs. She's just like, no, not for me. Um, I mean, same. I wouldn't want it. I would not want to deal with that. Um, so the dad, he is still, a bit, he's a bit traumatized by the events that had happened. But the night bef- that night, he had a nightmare. That nightmare is of his parents' funeral, I think. Um, and it was, yeah, it, it was his mom's funeral. And in that dream, he ends up seeing the face of a hearse driver. Um, and the hearse driver, he's like smiling. It's like a creepy smile. Like, and he's just staring at the child version of Ben the dad. Um, and he wakes up in like a cold sweat and the house further, um, fixes itself. It like, it takes out the old light bulbs, gives itself new light bulbs, fixes the roof and stuff. Um, what a considerate house. <laughs> um, but yeah, this dude, this Mr. Dude Ben, he needs some therapy. Like, why did nobody do that? Why did nobody give him therapy? Um, so the next night, um, it's the son that's having a tough time. Um, so the son is in his room sleeping and the Miss Betty goes in to check on him. Well, Miss Elizabeth, Miss Aunt Elizabeth, she goes in to check on him and she's like, okay, you're fine. So she closes the door and goes her own self to bed. 
But when the, a few minutes later, the kid wakes up and he's like, I can't breathe. Oh my God. So he tries to get out of the door, but the door to his room is locked from the outside. So now he's trapped in his room and he can't breathe. So he tries to open up a window and he's able to, and he like is struggling to like get out of it. And he's like, help me. So the parents are like, wait, is that our son yelling? Um, And then they run to his room and are like, oh my God, why have you fainted now? Um, Turns out there was a gas leak in that same room. Um, And turns out it wasn't even a gas leak. Someone or something had turned on the fireplace valve for gas in his room, slowly depleting the oxygen in there. So the son would have died and get and gotten asphyxiated had um, he not been heard. So the mom and the dad, they're like, how the hell did this happen? And Miss Elizabeth, she's like, um, I was in here. I was the last one in here and everything was fine. Um, and I didn't lock the door or anything. What the hell happened? And then Marion, Marion gets all pissed off at Elizabeth. She is like, what the hell? Um, What do you mean you don't remember? And like, because she's like, I don't remember the gas being on. It was off, I think. And I remember closing the door. And Miss Marion, she digs in to Elizabeth being like, you're getting to an age where you can't even remember stuff, so it could have been you. You were the one who tried to kill our son. OMG. So she shames the hell out of Elizabeth. Um, like, wow. Okay. So now the, now Mr. Dad Ben, he is like, hmm, maybe we should leave this house because not only did it make me almost kill our son, but it also had like, Um, We also had a gas incident where we were literally, like, about to lose our son. But Marion, she's like, no, I want to stay here. I want to stay here the whole time. I need to take care of this house. Um, So Ben does an ultimatum, and he is like, okay, bro, um, it's either me and our son or this house. It's one or the other. And Marion is having like a tough time. She doesn't know if she wants to stay in the house or if she wants to spend the rest of the summer with her husband and her son. So obviously something's not right with Miss Marion. Um, next thing that happens is Miss Elizabeth, after the night where um, Davy almost dies, Elizabeth falls ill. And she is, like, writhing in pain and stuff. And at this point, she sort of looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Because she's, like... Because at this point, Betty Davis is, like, in her 60s or 70s. Um, So, clearly, she's not going to be the same super taut skin. I mean, super tight skin and stuff. Um, But the way that they did her makeup in this scene did her so dirty... Like, obviously, they're trying to make her look sick, but at the same time, she's Betty Davis. Um, She's, like, 
the reason why probably a lot of people watch this film. Make her look beautiful even when she's sick. Mm, but no, they like poured buckets of water on her, made her look disgusting. Like she looked like Gollum, like a guy that literally lived in caves for like decades. Um, but she's like writhing in pain and is like contorting and everything. And her nephew, the dad, Mr. Dad Ben, he goes into the room and he's like, oh my God, are you okay? We have to like call a doctor. Um, so they're like trying to get the doctor, but the landline is cut off. Uh Uh-oh. So now they don't have any, they don't have any of the, uh, they don't have access to the outside because the phone lines have been cut. And since this is the 70s, they don't have um, mobile phones. So, Miss Betty, she is most definitely fucked. Um, So, when Ben is spending time with her, she's writhing in pain even more than usual. And he looks outside and he sees the hearse that he saw at his mother's funeral. The same thing that he had nightmare about the night before. Um, And he's like, bro, what the hell? And he hears the door open and suddenly footsteps coming up the stairs when he's with Elizabeth. And he's like becoming more and more afraid because obviously, what? Um, But then swinging open the door is Mr. Herskye, the creepy Herskye. And Miss Elizabeth, she sees this too. It's not just in Ben's head anymore because Miss Miss Elizabeth Aunt Betty Davis is able to see this. Um, and what happens, but the hearse guy, he just rams a coffin into um, Elizabeth and she is now D.E.D. She's gone. And this is only halfway through the movie. So we only got half of the movie with Betty Davis. Even less than that because she wasn't at the very beginning. Now that's tragic. Um, So next. um, It's just like Ben is going like almost insane because he has just lost his aunt. And like everything in the house is like off now because now in the greenhouse the all of the plants have miraculously come back to life and all of the glass windows that were like tattered and broken have been fixed and the house is looking brand new um so at the new at like the new swimming pool ben is sitting in the chair just sort of being like traumatized he's like non-responsive and this because he's supposed to be watching the sun and the sun is playing in the pool um like bro leave that house go get therapy asap um so the dad is like not able to do anything when the pool starts attacking Davy again. Oh my god, Davy is like being attacked by everything. Ugh, poor kid. 
poor kid. Um, and the reason is because the house is like trying to eat them. Monster house OG. Um, but the reason why Ben is like all freaked out is because he tried to escape. Um, he tried to escape the night before with Davy. Um, but trees fell in the way and blocked them from leaving. And Mar- Marion, she was like chasing them wearing like an old fashioned Victorian dress in the rain and she like clearly not her own self she's no longer marion she is i don't know i thought she looked like a vampire in this victorian dress so i'm gonna call her a vampire miss vampire marion she's like not letting them leave and when davy was driving away the son was like no stop the car dad why are we leaving why are we leaving mom um but the kid is like Again, traumatized because why is your dad sort of like kidnapping you and why is your mom acting like a Victorian vampire? Like something's not adding up. Um, but the after that, Ben's like catatonic. He's just staring into space and the waves are trying to drown Davy. I don't know how Davy would be able to like play around the day after such a crazy night especially your bro your aunt just died in that same house like is there nothing bro i'd be out of that house immediately if anybody died in there even if it wasn't my aunt (laughs) like what but i guess that 900 bucks is too good to give up (laughs) um okay Um, so, now that, like, everybody's acting weird, um, and Mr. Ben, he has finally been freed from his, like, um, entranced state where he was freaked out but couldn't do anything to save his son from the pool, he is finally like, you know what, what's so sketchy about this house? The old lady. The old lady, Miss Allardyce, in the room where um, Marion stays. But before he does this, he's like, he gets Davy and puts him into the car and is like, bro, we're going to leave. I don't think um, your mom, my wife, is going to come with us. But we're just going to get out of here, bro, because it is not good for us. And Davy's like, okay. So Davy's waiting in the car and Ben is like, okay, I'm going to go up to the 80-year-old woman's room and be like, we're leaving. We're out of here. Sorry, but goodbye. Um, And he hears humming coming from Miss Allardyce's room. But we've never heard her hum before. So he opens the door and surprise! It's Marion, but not Marion, because this Marion, she has, now she has, like, cataracts, because she has, like, um, gray contacts in now, and she has, like, a baby powdered wig on, making her look gray, um, so, she is now Miss Allardyce, woohoo, um, so, what's the obvious thing to do in this situation? 
Ben throws himself out of the window on the third floor, landing on the car where his son is waiting, um, landing on the window, on the windshield, um, dying right in front of his son's face. So clearly the son is like, what the hell? So the son runs out of the car and runs like towards the house, but then a chimney falls on him and kills him. What? Well, I guess it's the house doing this because then Miss Marion withers away as well because like took her life force or something. Um, And the house fully repairs itself. Like everything in the house now is new, clean, the outside is freshly painted. Like they had like they had like um an HGTV house remodeling. Brand new house flippers. Um so with the house and the yard like fully fully fixed, fully rejuvenated, the the siblings from the beginning of the movie return there and they're like Oh my god, our house is so beautiful. Isn't it so great? And then they're like, oh, and Mother's back too. I've missed Mother so much. They're referring to the now-possessed Marion, who has um, withered into an old lady uh, and is being possessed by by the Miss Allardyce. Um, the Mrs. Allardyce, the mom. Um, and we... Um, end the film with a pan in to the photos that Marion was so entranced by earlier. And in that, in the collection of photos, there are f- three new photos. One of Ben, one of Davy, and one of Miss Elizabeth. So the house like claimed their lives and made, made itself better from like their sacrifice or something. Anyway, it, it's a weird-ass film. I don't think... Uh, I... I think... I mean, it's okay. Uh, no, it's not. It's really not. I wouldn't recommend watching it. Some people say it's like... Um, a cult classic or... Like a film that is going to be rediscovered by horror movie enthusiasts and will be loved. Babe, I don't think that's going to happen. The movie's sort of shit. The plot is all over the place. Um, The only good thing about it was Betty Davis, and Miss Betty Davis is only in it for, like, 30 minutes. So, you lose your, like, number one draw um, so soon. Because this film's, like, almost two hours long. Um, Not worth it save your time watch something else please um well maybe it would have been better if there was more betty davis but even then i think the the whole concept is just sort of wishy-washy sort of it's not interesting because you sort of know what's happening like right away and the characters aren't very compelling either like marion oh my god i keep dropping a pin um but Marion, she's not, none of the, yeah, none of the characters are compelling. Because Marion, she is, like, sort of hypocritical in that she wanted to leave the house immediately. 
but then she was convinced to stay. And then when the husband wants to leave, um, she's like, no, I need this house. And then also she eventually like turns away her own husband and son in favor of this house. Um, probably like due to influence from the possession, but still it's like not helpful to your character. And then the dad, first off, I thought he was like pretty good looking at first. Um, and I was like, okay, um, he could get it. But then he tried to drown his own son. And I was like, um, no, he's mega ugly. Sorry about it. Like you don't, you can't root for the dad because he is like homicidal towards his own son. You can't root for the mom because she is just sort of control freak crazy girl. And the one character that you sort of want to root for is Aunt Elizabeth. And she dies anyways and doesn't get like a good story arc. So overall, like F in the plot, F in the characters, C in the acting. Somehow this film did get some awards. Um, probably much to the other film's chagrin, but oh well. Anyway, thank you for listening, and this was Fine Wine, and I'll wine to you next time.